Hey, hi, hello, and welcome to the Earth Food First podcast, where we're inspiring families to use food as a tool to protect our children's lifelong health. your host, Lindsay Navama, toddler mama to Little Miss Stella Vanella, cookbook author and certified integrative nutrition coach. To set the table for this podcast, we created sort of a three-part mini-series with episodes one through three. In the first episode, I share the mission of Earth Food First, my personal story about why I was so deeply inspired to create this platform in the first place, and we also discuss why it's critical that now we create a new family food culture to begin protecting our children's future health. In episode two, we unwrapped the unusual story of how America's kid food culture was born. We also exposed why exactly is processed kid food brimming with sugar. And I shared the exact habits that my family adopted when it came to feeding my daughter Stella in a way that protects her whole child health. Our third episode today is all about re-education and taking action. We'll begin the process of rewiring our brains so we can start questioning how we feed our kids and start embracing the steps that we can take to start eating more farm food and less factory food. So in an effort to make these changes easier for you and your family, I created a side-by-side comparison chart to sort of help us all zoom out and better understand the current kid food culture versus the new family food culture that we're working to create here at Earth Food First and with families like yours. So in case you didn't catch the first two episodes or just need a refresher, I'm going to walk you through some pediatric health statistics Um, that I just think every parent deserves to be aware of. These statistics are not meant to scare you. They are meant to strengthen your why behind our need to change the current kid food culture. For centuries, both kids and adults relied exclusively on food from the earth that was grown in farms for their main source of nutrients. It's literally the natural way we are programmed. And it wasn't until the 1950s that um, processed foods and factory foods started to become the majority of most people's dietary intake. Um, And then farm foods became just a fraction of what we were eating. As processed snacks and meals have become the majority of what we're eating today, the rates of obesity have absolutely skyrocketed. And for the first time in history, children have begun developing the preventable type 2 diabetes. According to the Search for Diabetes Youth Study from 2001 to 2017, the number of people under age 20 living with type 2 diabetes grew by 95%. And if you need a stronger why than that, unless we return to feeding our kids mainly whole farm foods and drastically reduce their sugar consumption, many children may experience shorter lifespans than their parents. In addition, research is showing the young generations of today may begin developing preventable chronic illnesses like Alzheimer's, dementia, type 2 diabetes, and heart disease in their 30s and 40s meaning enduring poor health for more of their lives 
while potentially also having less time on earth than their parents. So now I'm going to walk you through this chart, which has 12 norms from the current kid food culture that are just not supporting our children's mental or physical health. And I'll show you how we can replace them with new norms that keep our children's whole health top of mind. Old norm number one. We assume kids won't like most foods that aren't typically considered kid-friendly and accept the just-not-a-vegetable-lover narrative as if all vegetables taste the same. Here's the new norm. We start assuming that kids will like or learn to like most earth foods, and we offer these foods with that energy. When it comes to veggies, we understand saying, I don't like vegetables, is like saying, I don't like sauce. Well, what kind of sauce don't you like? Let's teach our kids that each vegetable is unique in flavor, texture, and function, and that they can be prepared in many different ways. Old norm number two, we hide vegetables when we should be celebrating them. Vegetables in America have a serious PR problem. They're often presented as the blah food kids have to eat to get the treat. Here's the new norm. We celebrate vegetables for the magical foods that they are, and we proudly serve them first at most meals to help balance our kids' blood sugar and help them have an easier time filling up on the nutrient-rich foods before the pasta and the bread. We stop hiding veggies and instead make them the star of the show to ensure our kids become veggie-loving adults. Old norm number three, veggies often get the least amount of real estate on our kids' plates. Here's the new norm. To promote optimal health, 50 to 75% of our kiddos' plates are usually filled with vegetables. Studies show that kids eventually embrace the foods that they're exposed to most often. Old norm number four, we label our kids if they're slower to adopt new foods. The picky eater label is overused and it has negative connotations that can undermine and limit our children's beliefs that they can enjoy a wide variety of foods. If our child doesn't accept a certain food quickly, we often label them not a mushroom lover, and stop offering that food for months or even years. Here's what the new norm looks like. The picky eater label is replaced with the term learning eaters, which is what all kids are, and they just do it at their own pace. We also understand it can take 20 to 40 or more times for a child to accept a food that they initially reject. And so we just keep offering the food prepared in different ways over time. We also avoid labeling our kid not a mushroom lover or not a broccoli lover, and instead we help them learn to say, I don't like it today, reminding them that our taste buds change day to day and week to week. Old norm number five, simple home cooking is not valued as a critical life skill to practice ourselves and teach our children. And Vegetables, especially those given to kids, are often not well-prepared, but instead overcooked and under-seasoned. Here's what that new norm looks like. 
Parents take pride in learning to prepare simple but delicious home-cooked meals and vegetables for their children. Knowing delicious preparation and seasoning is one of the best ways to help kids become lifelong earth food lovers. Old norm number six, constant on-the-go snacking. Here's the new norm, and we've talked about this one before. Snacks are offered just once or twice a day with intention, often on a set schedule. This helps children actually be hungry at mealtime, lets their system rest and digest between meals, and removes the need for on-the-go snacks, which are often made of processed products. And here's old norm number seven, kids menus offering the same inflammatory options that are fried, high in salt, unhealthy fats with added sugar, sometimes with just one healthier but often bland choice that can never compete with the others. Here's the new norm. To honor and expand kids' palates, most restaurants simply offer smaller portions of anything on the regular menu, and they include a free veggie appetizer for all kids' meals. Kids' menus specifically are required to provide multiple options for children that are both nutritious and delicious with an emphasis on celebrating vegetables. Old norm number eight, families aren't educated on how to help kids learn to enjoy earth foods from a young age, and kids aren't educated on why eating earth foods really matters. Here's the new norm. In all new parenting classes, including those taught at the hospital, families are educated on how to help our kids learn to enjoy earth foods from a young age and taught why this is such a critical skill to teach our children. Old norm number nine, there is a popular belief that kids can just eat healthy later in life. Here's what that new norm looks like. So studies have shown that ages zero to three years old is actually the most critical stage for building a healthy, strong foundation for your gut microbiome. The gut microbiome, as we're all coming to learn, is the ultimate foundation for lifelong health. So these early years are absolutely critical when it comes to protecting your children. Old norm number 10, companies are allowed to market addicting foods to our kids that are high in calories and sugar, but lacking in nutrients. New norm number 10, companies are prohibited from marketing addicting and inflammatory foods to kids. Old norm number 11, most school lunches aren't required to optimally support our children's health and vending machines with processed foods are allowed in most schools. The new norm, school lunches are required to optimally support children's whole health by containing 75% whole farm food and at least 50% vegetables with zero added sugars. Vending machines with processed foods and sodas are prohibited in all schools. Old norm number 12. Parents have no idea how much sugar their kids are actually consuming in a typical day, how much is too much, and why limiting sugar is actually critical for mental and physical health. So here's how we change that. Parents become educated on the serious dangers of consuming too much sugar and understand how to keep their children's sugar intake within healthy limits. 
So you might have noticed that the new family food norms are pretty much the exact opposite from the beliefs and norms that exist in today's kid food culture. And while some of these new norms aren't within our direct control, many of them absolutely are. So you can download the complete chart from the show notes. Over the past four years, my family has adopted many of these new norms since my daughter Stella was born, and we're now at a place where we eat about 90% food from a farm and just maybe 10% from a factory. Using these new habits, I have helped many families do the very same thing. So if this list feels a little daunting, it is not meant to be implemented all at once. Just think of this chart as like a blueprint that shows the old house that we want to tear down, as well as the new home that we're currently building. Unwinding routines takes time and each family must operate at their own pace. But armed with this new information, you can begin the process of questioning old habits and eventually meal by meal week by week, learn to use food as the powerful tool that it is to protect our children's long-term health. Phew! Okay, that was a lot of information. That was a big, long list. And um, thank you for hanging in there and print it out, metabolize it at your own pace. So now it's time for one healthy swap and a little lunch love. This week, we're swapping out plant-based milks that are made with oils and gums and fillers and other ingredients that makes our gut unhappy with milk. That's M-A-L-K. So milk is our favorite clean plant-based milk. We like the almond milk vanilla flavor the best. Um, There is no sugar added. And another great and cleaner plant milk swap is Elmhurst. So remember milk, remember Elmhurst, flip over your plant-based milk. If you see gums or gars or added sugar, try out milk and try out Elmhurst. Next, as promised in the last episode, we are going to add up the sugar content of a typical school lunch that might be packed for maybe a four to six-year-old child that looks low sugar on the outside, but I think you're gonna be shocked by the results. All right, so here's what was in our typical lunch. And I based this off of a lunch that a friend sent me that she kind of typically packs one of her children. It's a half sun butter and jelly sandwich on Hawaiian bread. So that's one slice of bread with two teaspoons jam. Then we had a quarter cup baby carrots, two tablespoons hummus, a quarter cup of Annie's bunny crackers, a quarter cup of grapes, one kid's cliff bar, and one honest juice box. So it's probably like a lunch and a a snack, right? Overall, take a guess. How many grams of sugar do you think this lunch might have? The total, 40 grams of sugar. 30 of those were added sugars, so 10 of those were naturally occurring. So what exactly is the recommended amount of sugar for kids daily? This is where things get a little bit confusing, but I'll tell you this, it's way less than 40 grams. So for kids ages 2 to 8, 
the American Heart Association and the CDC basically say they should have less than 25 grams of sugar a day. So we prefer to use the simple chart that was created by Dr. Michael Gorin, who's the author of the book Sugar Proof and one of the world's most widely recognized experts in childhood obesity research. This chart makes a lot more sense because it's actually broken down by age, whereas the sugar recommendations from the CDC and the American Heart Association is not. And it turns out that a three-year-old does not need the same amount of sugar as an 18-year-old. So in his chart, two to three-year-olds should eat a maximum of 14 grams of sugar per day. That's just three and a half teaspoons. Four-year-olds should have about 15 grams a day or three and three-quarter teaspoons. And five to six-year-olds could have up to 17 grams a day, which is four and a quarter teaspoons. So whether you're talking about a two-year-old or a six-year-old, they're maxing out at 17 grams a day. This lunch had 40 grams of sugar with 30 grams of added sugar in it. So that's nearly double what they should have for the entire day. And that was in a single lunch that from the outside, most parents, maybe including myself, would look at it and be like, I think that's okay. Seems okay. So we really need to check in on how much sugar our kids are actually getting on a daily basis. So how do we go from 40 grams of sugar in a lunch to much better than that? Next week, we're going to reimagine this exact lunch to reduce the sugar, increase the protein, and add some greens. So at the end of every episode, I like to leave you with something actionable you can work on implementing in your own family. So this week, I'm challenging you to keep track of what your child eats for three days. At the end of those three days, I'd like you to add up the total sugar intake per day. Most of us have no idea how much sugar our kids are actually consuming on a daily basis. With all of our great intentions, it's just not something we sit there and add up. And I didn't know until I knew. I had to do this exercise myself and I'm creating an Earth Food First platform. My mind was blown because there are sugar in so many things that we don't even think about. So do this exercise. If you don't wanna do it and you wanna email me and ask me to do it for you, send me a list of what your kids ate for two to three days and we are happy to help you out. So hopefully today's episode has left you with a more clear understanding of which habits, beliefs, and norms harbored in our current kid culture today are potentially harming our children's health. And I hope that you also see a more clear path forward. As always, thank you for spending your priceless time with me today, for listening, for caring, and for being bold in the face of change. If you appreciated this episode, it would mean the world for you to follow, rate, and review our podcast. Also, please feel free to share it with other humans you love, raising the little people we need to protect so they can live out the long, amazing lives they deserve in good health. Find more Earth Food First goodness on Instagram at Earth Food First. And don't forget to download the new norm chart. The link is in the show notes.